This is Made in Montana News on the Treasure State Radio Network. I'm Jay Scott. A proposal in the Montana legislature would relax laws governing retirees re-entering the education workforce and alleviate some staff challenges in public schools. House Bill 117 would increase the amount of money retired educators employed in schools can earn without risking their retirement benefits. Representative Marta Bertolio, the Republican from Clancy, said she agreed to carry the bill at the request of the Montana Teacher Retirement System in hopes of giving school officials and retirees more flexibility to hire for vacant positions they've otherwise been unable to fill. As we reported to you yesterday here on Made in Montana News, according to the State Office of Public Instruction's latest report on the critical education shortage of employees, K-12 schools across the state were unable to fill 589 teaching positions and administrative positions in the first half of the 2023 school year. OPI says that a dozen schools across the state in 2022, all in rural areas, used retirees. The count includes six retirees as elementary school teachers in Poplar, two employed as counselors in Shelby, and three employed as high school science teachers in Hayes Lodgepole. A proposal in the Senate would change how incarcerated Montanans are counted for the purposes of redistricting, ending a practice some have called prison gerrymandering. Senate Bill 77, sponsored by State Senator Shane Morigo, the Democrat from Missoula, comes as the Districting and Apportionment Commission, the body tagged with drawing new U.S. House and legislative seats for the state every 10 years, continues to work. The bill would require the Montana Department of Corrections to note the last known address and other demographic data of inmates upon their intake into the state prison system. The Districting and Apportionment Commission would then use the data during its decennial redistricting process, allocating incarcerated people to the communities they're from rather than counting them as residents of the prisons that hold them. Right now, proponents say that the population of districts with prisons, and thus the political representation those districts receive, is inflated, while the population of districts where incarcerated people are from is deflated. In Montana, addressing prison gerrymandering is especially important for Native American communities. That's according to Patrick Yawaki, testifying on behalf of the Blackfeet Nation. Native Americans are already an undercounted group in the U.S. Census. They represent 6% of the Montana population, but about 20% of the state's prisoners. The bill says that incarcerated people whose last known address is not known or not in Montana shall be removed from the count of the geographic prison unit and included in a quote, state unit not tied to a specific geography. That's already done for military and federal government personnel stationed overseas. 
During a heated exchange on the Senate floor on second reading Wednesday, Senator Willis Curdry, the Democrat from Missoula, said the Senate Majority Leader's bill on alcohol over-serving liability is an insurance bailout bill. Senate Bill 107, proposed by Senator Steve Fitzpatrick, the Republican from Great Falls, would limit a bar's civil liability in over-serving alcohol to its patrons. The bill passed 33-17 to 17 on second reading. It would also limit permissible evidence in civil cases to exclude the over-served patron's blood alcohol content. The bill would limit damages, both punitive and non-economic, such as emotional distress, to $250,000 per incident. Opponents say that the bill benefits insurance companies and removes established protections for patrons. Proponents say bars are strapped with high insurance rates and deserve a break. Opponent Curdy said he knows what bar owners' insurance rates are light because he is a former bar owner. He said if the bill passes, insurance rates won't change in the state. He said as a bartender, he has to be cognizant of who was drinking and how much because of the dram shop law, a colloquialism referring to the current standard of liability. This bill would deny justice to anyone who has been victimized by a drunk driver, he said. Senator Chris Friedel, the Republican from Billings, said the question is whether the onus is on the bar or the person that served them or the person drinking that caused the problem. If that's the case, why don't we make it law that someone gets in a car accident, we could sue the car manufacturer. If someone sells him marijuana, should we sue the dispensary because they gave him too much marijuana? Sponsor Fitzpatrick says nothing is worse than when a client comes in who has been injured and there's no money due to lack of insurance. As Montana Governor Greg Gianforti's administration continues to push through one of his most prominent campaign initiatives, the Red Tape Reduction, groups ranging from architects to licensed massage therapists have expressed concern the concept may go too far. The impetus behind the Red Tape Reduction Project is to thin out the legislative and administrative strata that tends to get added with every successive legislature and administration. Rules and laws are added, but rarely removed. However, in its zeal to eliminate burdensome, unclear, or contradictory rules, some groups have charged that the administration has gone too far. For example, previously, architects and accountants have voiced concerns that the initiative to reduce bureaucracy would jeopardize state reciprocity or, even worse, become a public hazard by allowing unqualified residents to offer services for which they have no training. The crux of the massage therapist concern centers on eliminating language that refers to them as medical providers. Both Jennifer Roth and Deb Kimmett spoke with the Daily Montanan 
and expressed concerns for eliminating wording and even potentially moving licensed massage therapists from medical to service providers, worrying that massages will be seen as luxury item or service tasks to be done by anyone rather than having complete training, tests, and licensure. Quote, this could be a problem because it's all based on how the insurance companies will interpret the changes. Quote, we're not asking to expand our scope or make new laws. We're just asking to keep our long standard label of health care. By taking that away, Kemet worries it would give an insurance companies an excuse not to pay. Senator Susan Weber's bill that would designate a portion of U.S. Highway 89 to the late Chief Earl Oldperson passed the Senate on third reading Tuesday after a 38-12 to 12 bipartisan vote. The bill will now go to the House, where it will be carried by Representative Tyson Running Wolf, the Republican from Browning. Weber, a Democrat from Browning, said she felt great that it passed the Senate. The bill was first in the Senate to be blasted out of committee this year onto the floor after the Senate Highways and Transportation Committee last week with a 7-5 to vote. A blast motion is a procedure that allows senators on the floor to advance a bill even if it didn't get the necessary votes in committee. The bill passed second reading in the Senate on Monday. Weber spoke at length about old person's legacy as the longest-served elected tribal official in the U.S. Three Republicans spoke on the floor and explained their no votes on second reading. Senator Teresa Manzel cited fiscal concerns. The two signs would cost more than $2,200 each. Senator Becky Beard of Elliston and Senator Bob Brown of Trout Creek, both Republicans, say they were voting against the bill because a highway sign did not do justice to old person. Brown says that signs will come and go and be damaged. He said he believed the proper thing to do would be for the tribe to name a piece of land after old person. Senator Wendy McCamry, the Republican from Great Falls, said that she would like to designate a highway to Montana's first female governor, Judy Martz. Martz passed away in 2017 after battling pancreatic cancer. Legislators who opposed the designation to old person argued they had decided in earlier sessions a memorial sign should be reserved for fallen law enforcement officers only. It would be a same not to honor Governor Martz. I would hope that we would be able to do that, Senator McCamry said. And colleagues, I believe we would be able to honor Chief Old Person. He was an extremely honorable gentleman. A bill before lawmakers Wednesday would increase regulations on private therapeutic boarding schools in Montana, building on overhauls that went into effect four years ago. Republican Laura Smith, the Democrat from Helena, is carrying House Bill 218, which would require those programs to report every instance where seclusions or restraints were used on a child and would facilitate weekly communication with parents or guardians. State law requires that the health department inspect programs once every three years. Smith's bill would up that frequency 
to once every three months. Previously, the private alternative adolescent residential or outdoor programs have been under the purview of a board within the state labor department. The members of that board were made up of people who owned or operated programs in far-flung parts of the state. Untrained and unlicensed staff were handling children's medication. Employees were accused of sexually assaulting students and then remained on staff. Children died by suicide, and while complaints were made to the board, no significant action was ever taken against one of the programs in the 12 years that the board existed. If you need to hear this report again, please check the podcast on our Treasure State Radio or KGRTDB webpages. Made in Montana News is podcast worldwide with listeners in now 50 U.S. states and six Canadian provinces, three Native American nations, 31 countries on six continents. We also post expanded versions of our stories on Facebook. Made in Montana News is heard on the Treasure State Radio Network, including KMEH 100.1 FM in Helena, Elkhorn Mountains Radio in Jefferson County, Homegrown Radio in Bozeman, King West Radio in Billings, Rescast Radio on the Fort Peck Reservation, PIVA Radio of the Northern Cheyenne Nation, and Crow Res Radio of the Crow Nation. That's Made in Montana News. I'm Jay Scott. This is the Treasure State Radio Network.